hello, hello. Welcome to the Trio of Positivity Podcast. We appreciate you joining us today so much. This is the podcast where we skim the Chicago sports landscape to bring some positivity into your lives. But anyone who's cheered on the Chicago teams knows that it's really hard to find. I'm your host, Boo Penn. I'm joined, as always, by my fellow Positive Brigade members, Miller and CJ. Boys, how we doing? Yeah, baby! Let's go! Great episode today. Not gonna lie, you guys caught me mid-cracker. I was not ready for that, but I'm very excited for this. Also, will we ever change and say that Chicago will be something that will be positive in the future? I always feel like our intros are very negative. Do you think our intro will ever change? Yeah, maybe after we win a cup or something. Yeah, we'll or, see. We got the Blackhawks insider today. Very All true. right. I don't know. I mean, we should. We're, we have a lot of promise coming up. The Bears are on the up. Hawks are on the up. And the Cubs are on the up. Can't speak to the <laughs> other teams in Chicago. Hey, hey, hey. Stop, stop taking my lines, okay? In today's episode, boys and girls, we will discuss the news that stood out to us. Give you our thoughts on the Crosstown Rivals, some more positive than the others, <laughs> along with the NFL Draft Preview. We have a really good insider joining us. He's super knowledgeable, educates us every day on the Hawks, so we just thought you guys would benefit from it too. So you get to hear from him later. I'm super excited. Now, um, before we get started, or as we get started, I wanted to bring this up to you guys. Um, you know, like I was just like scrolling through Twitter like you do. And I saw this stat, and I like, it's like, kind of made shocked me. So I just wanted to throw it to you guys. Uh, did you guys know since 2010, either Miami Heat or Golden State has made the finals of the NBA until last year, but they have never faced each other? I thought that was incredible. But looking back, it makes sense, right? So think of 2011. We've talked through this. This is the Big Three era, right? Um, Dallas Mavericks beat the Miami Heat. Miami Heat makes the next four finals. They win two. They win three. Uh, yeah, they win two out of the three. Then the Golden State era started in 2015, right? Golden State made the finals from 2015 till 2019. And in 2020, um, Miami Heat made the finals again. So I, I just like, I know we've talked a lot of NBA recently, but I just thought like this was incredible that either Miami Heat or Golden State has made the finals since 2010, but I'm, the even bigger part is they've never faced each other. I thought that was incredible. Yeah, that is, it's crazy to think about, but it, like you said, it kind of is understandable because you obviously had the big three, like we talked about a little bit last week on the, the biggest NBA championship when they lost. Yeah, fuck the Heat. Fuck, fuck LeBron. Fuck Bosh. Fuck Wade. Hell yeah. Let's go. You lose. So when you lost to the Mavericks like that in 2011, obviously that was the first start of them. They did win back-to-back after that, uh, but then they did lose to the Spurs. So you have that, those heat, that Heat team, I should say, and then the Warriors came with the Steph Thompson uh, era. Durant, and Durant that, was there. That was for one year. You, you want to cheer. It counts. Loser. But no, like- I like to join the best team in the league just to play basketball with them. Quick trend I noticed. For how much we hate on the Heat, we do talk about them a lot. We brought up the Pat Riley stat last time that he's been in the... The Heat were in the finals, bro. I don't hate the Heat. I I hated that LeBron era. Come on. 
Again, super positive note to start off the show, as always. Yeah, how dare you uh, hate Dwayne Wade? He played for the Bulls, too, and he's from Chicago. Fuck you, dude. Wait, did he? He didn't play for the Bulls, did he? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He played at the end of his career with Rondo. We should have possibly made it to the championship if Rondo wow. didn't get hurt. I, I t- totally blocked that out, I think. That was like one of our, that was a really good team. No, it wasn't. Okay. Shut up. The whole Rondo situation pissed me off, and I don't want to get into it. Okay. Please don't. They were but, a good team. They were a good playoff team. They were not good of regular season team, but they made it to the playoffs, and they were they should have won that series if Rondo doesn't get hurt. Come on. Some people call that the LeBron thing. Don't care about the regular season. Just show up in the playoffs. But no, I'm sorry, but CJ. when you say like we're trying to bring this team up, and then they're like, we're going to bring the best players, and you fucking bring Rajon Rondo, who was not at the peak of any kind you of game. You can't sit here. You can't tell me yes, they I weren't going to win that series. I was pissed series. off at that time, and I'll continue to be pissed off. Fuck you. Oh, come on. Wow. Wow. CJ's on something today. I wow. am, because that was that was the worst signing to this day. The worst. Agency. Wow. Yes, okay. I will call okay. it. Dude. All right, CJ. Let's see what you got for us. What stood out to you this week as your mid-cracker bike? Yeah, mid-cracker again. again. God dang it. I'm not, I'm not even sponsored by the crackers, but it's fucking delicious today. Hey, future sponsors, please sponsor us anytime you want. Any future sponsors that has a great cracker out there, send them my way. Send them my way. Um, we got to bring it back to Chicago a little bit. Mr. Aaron is himself, Michael Jordan, who, if you guys haven't seen the Prime video movie uh, about his shoe, it is fantastic. He decided to become the Charlotte Hornets uh, majority owner. He paid $275 million for that share, or for his shares. And he decided to sell it for three billion fucking dollars. Hang on, I'm doing the math. Go that ahead. Is, uh, uh, I think it's eleven 600? times. Eleven times profit. All right. I'll... I will say his time as an owner was not the greatest. I don't want to get into it all, but I believe no playoff appearances. But he did slap a player off the bench, which is kind of funny. Um, but wanted to bring it to you guys into this hypothetical, which I don't know if anyone's talked about, but we'll be the first to start. How would you guys assess his role, if any? And will he buy a portion of the Chicago Bulls? Wait, is this the hopeful corner? Is this the yes, prayers this is, corner? This is, this is the positivity corner. This is the positivity, positivity corner. corner. While I eat another cracker and hear you guys talk. Miller, you go first. <laughs> So, first of all, in terms of him being the owner slash GM, I don't think he did a very good job. I don't think they got very many star players down there. Their picks, I mean, they've sucked for a while, and I don't think their their picks have been all that great. I, I Obviously, they did really good, well, I believe, a few years back when they got LaMelo, because LaMelo looks like he's going to be legit. Um, but other than that, they haven't got a lot of star players coming into Hornets. Uh, coming into Charlotte, I should say. Sorry. Yeah. Um. So as far as that's concerned, eh, that's yeah. thumbs down. He's a player. He's not an owner. Like, Slash, yeah. I would love to see how active he was. He was in there for a lot of games, but I don't know how active he was in the day to day, or like at least a strategy, or like you know looking at the team. That'd be fun to see. But, um, yeah, I'm with you. Like, there's other teams. That he could sell and he should sell, but we, again, we'll talk about that in a minute. But um, yeah, I doubt anything happens with that. I would love to see him buy the bowls. Just, just it would be an incredible story. But 
practically it's, it's probably in the full full mm, prayer Joe. I I don't think so. I think it's a possibility. I mean, look at Jerry. He's getting old. He's getting old. That's 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 the name of the game. Eventually they do pass away. Um <laughs> so I mean, if you look at 10 10 15 years down the road and he does go, who's next in line? Maybe he has some air set up there, but if there is a glimmer of hope, I think Jordan may jump on it. I mean, also he is the icon of the franchise. Also, don't forget, Jordan played a huge part in uh, getting the Hornets back to Charlotte, I believe, too. Okay. Um, like, they didn't have a good relationship, too. Right? That was the other thing I was thinking. Like, Scotty, it took a while for him to come back and become the brand ambassador for the team. Like, the ownership and the players, like, again, I think it was the direction of the team, right? They would not let them own teams, blah, 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 blah. I don't think they had a good relationship, like... The way he left and came back and left again, like, I don't know. I don't think there's, like, positive blood there. This is all I'm going to say. I'm not going to, like, speculate, but I don't think there's, like, too much, like, there's too many reunion feelings happening in that corner. None of that reunion shit matters. Jordan wants to buy the Bulls. He will buy the Bulls. And everybody in Chicago will support him, regardless of the situation. I think three billion. We may front his money for with taxes. I was going to say charge a tax. If three billion is not enough to buy a portion that he can then like get majority share, what the fuck can you do with three billion? Like, it's wow. Jordan owns other teams. He, I know he owns a racing team and shit like that. If he really he, wanted, he owns to, a big. He owns a pickleball team, or uh, I heard I that's LeBron. Yeah, I think that's like a, that's a new thing for the NBA players. Is They're that a, it's pickleball. not a team? Is it isn't it a league? Aren't they trying to start a league? Maybe that's what it is. I think they're trying to start a league. Okay. Um, Miller, any news that stood out to you this week? What do you got for us? It's happening, boys. It is happening. The moment we have been waiting for is coming to Earth. It started at the United Center, where FanDuel entered. The next step is here. DraftKings is arriving at Wrigley, baby. Let's fucking go. Now, obviously, there's still some hoops that they need to jump through. But the official DraftKings, quote unquote, restaurant is opening next week in in Wrigleyville. It is going to be attached to the stadium. Um, Well, I think it's technically classified as a separate building, but... It's connected to the bricks. It's it's right so by where you enter by Sheffield and Addison. Yeah, right? it's right. It will be it's right there. off right off the uh, train station too. So like as soon as yeah. the train stops and you get off the red line, yep. it's right. Yeah, in that's front of correct. It. That's where Wrigley Field is. Yeah, right off the red line. Yeah. So it is I'm so exciting to see Dick to see these. You know, we have a lot of international viewers. They may not know where the red line is. That's true. You're right. You're right. It's not like we have a Chicago base or anything. But yes, DraftKings has officially opened a restaurant slash bar slash soon to be uh, sports book in Wrigleyville. It will be attached to Wrigley like we discussed. Um, They are still going through the licensing on the gambling portion, which isn't expected to be done until the 2024 um, but the restaurant will be opening next week. They have a 2,000 square foot TV video wall. Whoa! You just got, you see the lights there and just going up to that. Oh my God, it brings me back to the ESPN zone. I don't know if you guys ever went there, but I remember 
I mean, I've won. I went mes- multiple times, but my most memorable one was when we were in um, Disneyland in California. We went to an ESPN zone, and I was just sitting there with my cousin. We we got the we got the seats right in front, the leather fucking recliners, and we were just chilling, just watching sports all over the place on the wall. It was memorable. It was so cool. I think they all closed, but I mean, I'm just visualizing that in DraftKings. I can't wait to gamble. It's bringing Vegas to the city. I, I'm starting to think that maybe Chris's bachelor party, maybe we could just do it in Wrigley instead of going to Vegas. Oh, we'll save God. Us a money that we can gamble. We go, okay, so the idea would be we go to DraftKings, we gamble there, we force Ben to come, so it has to be a White Sox game. That's the only way he's going to touch Wrigley. We watch a game, and then we go to Demos afterwards, right? That would be the plan for a chicken Demo's and waffle still pizza. there? Demos is still there, and it's still very popular. Awful pizza? How dare you? No, waffle. Waffle. Chicken no, and said, waffle. Oh. How dare you? How dare you think I said... I'm trying to get Mil- sponsors Miller here. was about to fight you. Seriously, I'm trying to get sponsors here. I'll, Demos, if you're even listening to this, reach us out. Um, <laughs> anyone associated with Demos, please Anyone associated out. to Demos, just... We'll figure something out. No, but in in, in a retrospect, Miller, a quick question. Um, I haven't researched like any anything in, in regards to like the building. Is this one of those where you have to have a ticket to be able to get in, or is it just a regular? Because I know that was everything also part I'm of the hearing, discussion. Everything I'm hearing, it's just going to be a normal restaurant in, in there. It's not going to be a ticketed. Obviously, that could change in the future. And you know they are going to somehow connect it to Wrigley That's, so that you can place bets while with, with being inside. Uh, I don't know how that's going to work. That's probably in the works, but right now it's just a restaurant bar on the outside. They have a specialized menu specifically for that. Uh, you do have to be twenty-one and over, which is kind of weird, but kind of not. But um, oh yeah, that's I mean makes sense. Super cool. Yeah. Wait, why does that make whole, sense? The whole Gallagher way, right? Like the because there is gambling there, so you you're not gonna have a kids be able to come in there. I mean, right now they probably just kept it twenty-one and older because they expect that in the future, but. Which makes well, again, which makes sense because you can't. I mean, casinos are for twenty-one and older. You casinos are for eighteen, there. is it not? You're right. It is eighteen. I was gonna say casinos is eighteen to get in. You can't drink, but you can definitely gamble. I mean, you can do the lottery at eighteen. So I'm, I'm wondering yeah, why yeah. they made it twenty. Maybe because of the alcohol, and maybe they just want to kind of keep it adult, like twenty-one people. I mean, that makes sense. I just, I just find it intri- intriguing that they, um, they went that route, but. Yeah, the whole like the little setup outside that you can watch the game too. I think they are trying to make it a destination, even if you don't have a ticket, right? There's yeah. only like so many people that get tickets to a game, but they're trying to make it a destination for people that can go hang out. There's like Lucky Strike or whatever that bowling place is across the street. That's a whole like gaming slash, um, you know, there's like a bunch of games. So I think they are trying to make it like a destination. But no, that sounds fun, Miller. Yeah, definitely. Let's plan a trip there soon. Maybe we'll do a show out there. Oh, maybe we will. I like that idea. Okay, we'll be we'll be more we'll be drinking more than we typically than than we typically drink on this show. Um, talking about DraftKings, hey, um, you know, uh, people on the call are DraftKings players, and we would love to be sponsored. So, anyone from DraftKings listening, or if FanDuel's listening, we will switch teams. Wait, well, hold on. Let's get priorities here. Crackers first. Then, no, no, no. We have donated a lot of money to DraftKings. I okay? have donated a lot of money to Saltines. Okay, I'm just saying, if an opportunity with donated. Saltines comes up, 
We're okay, taking that we one have, first. We have hierarchy. Um, so crackers, Demos, DraftKings, FanDuel. Why is Saltines no, at the bottom? No, Why no is Saltines at the FanDuel. bottom? Saltines has to be at the top. No How fucking dare FanDuel. you? But FanDuel spawns a lot. Okay, whatever. We'll figure out. We'll take this offline, boys. I'm sorry you had to be in this. But since we are talking about Wrigley, this is probably a good transition. Let's talk about the Crosstown rivalry, right? Um, let's let's bring the good stuff first. I know you you boys are beaming, so tell tell me what you got. Uh, I the Cubs Before, are doing well. I hope. I hope. Before we start, I just want to add: this is not really a rivalry any anymore. It's just a crosstown. Just want to point that out. But Miller, you want to start us off? It's all, it will always be a rivalry. First of all, until Stop. until the other team decides to show up. Sure, but. Okay, don't be did, a cocky did, douchebag. Do you forget okay, the we, violins? Mean, do you did you forget yeah, the violins that were going, buddy? Our anyway. cubbies. Our oh. cubbies are the second hottest team in baseball right now. Let's fucking go. We are behind our division rival, which is Cincinnati Reds, who are on like eleven game winning streak or something like that. But the Cubs are have won 10 of the last 12 games. We are red hot. Caliente. We have swept the formerly first place Pirates as of a week ago. Get them hard here. Twice. Stroman is so hot, even though there are trade rumors. We won't get into that. We have a journeyman that is our stud leadoff man right now in Mike Tauschman. So killer right now. I, I can't be more excited. Again, I'm still keeping the positive score at a f- five. We're raising it, baby. Ooh. Let's go. I'm at a five. I'm at a five, baby. I'm at a five. It, it literally went up as it he just, was talking. It, went up. it <laughs> went up. It went up. It went up. <laughs> CJ, give me your shit. I mean, I can't. Like, it's been great. It's been great to watch. I we got we got a couple players that came back from injury. And I don't. I, I think after that, it's just been, it's just been great. Strowman, I hate that there's trade rumors. I hate it, but man, it's it's very nice to go out there. And then um, they had a blowout game with uh, the Orioles that first game uh, for the weekend series. So I am enjoying it. The one thing I am going to start doing though, I'm just along for the ride. You know, I'm just along for the ride now. I'm I'm just rowing the boat with them, you know. The captain's at the front telling me, you know, what's the heave ho or whatever okay. the saying is. But okay, 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 I get that. I feel that. But we can't go on and on about our hot, hot caliente Cubs all day. I think we need to turn over to the south side because there's a lot more intriguing stories over there because they're in the shitter. Is there something worse than the shitter that we could put them in, though? Like a porta potty in the hot of summer, like sitting outside. For Here, like how about day. this? How about a porta potty in the mil- middle of Millennium Park? At middle of Millennium Park. Yeah, sitting outside all day. It was freaking hundred degree day too. But anyway, okay, <laughs> okay. Let's get some focus on the socks here because there's a lot of shit that's hitting the fan right now. A lot of stories are coming out. Pooping. How are you feeling, bud? All right, I'm going to talk from the heart. You guys ready? <sighs> okay, socks again. I, again, we we kept a positivity scale on a four. 
it was a three. It was probably a zero at some point, but it's probably closer to a zero than a three today. The team's literally on a down downward spiral. I don't know what to do. Three series in a row that they have lost. They're playing the rubber match against the Texans today. Um, again, um, not a great series so far. Um, just like winning solves everything, guys. Losing turns out brings up all the issues. Okay. Here are the issues that we have dealt with probably just this week, okay? Uh, Ray Khan, um, the GM who says a lot, I mean, I mean that ironically, he's, his press conference are nothing burger, literally. He says a bunch of words that don't mean anything, so he gave us an update that was no update, like no update from the farm team, no update on the current team, just, just a news conference, just so he doesn't get fired, essentially. Nothing came out of that. Um... He was asked about if the coach is getting fired. He did, like, concretely shut that down, saying this is not on Pedro. Like, he was set up. Like, it's his first year. There's a lot of things that, that are happening around him, so he shut that down. But definitely murmurs out there about the coach being fired. Now, criticisms and questions about the farm system came up. I brought that up. Uh, we did bring up Jose Rodriguez from AA Birmingham, um, you know, who's only played, like, He's on the double A, first off. He's only played, like, I think, like, a couple of games there. He hasn't done much. Um, but he, we pulled him up just to see what he has. Uh, he's an outfielder. Um, he, I got some stats for him. Um, you know, he has he's batting a two thirty eight with nine home runs, nine doubles, and 25 RBIs in the 44 games there so far. But we pulled him up. Again, I think it's just a stunt to, like, distract the team, distract the fans from how bad the team is, okay? Um the team has individual performances, like by heartbreaks for Lance Lynn. He tied, he had 16 strikeouts, tried a franchise record for, um, for like the Sox essentially, like but like the boat, like the relievers came in, gave up a couple rounds, we lost the game. That's been the story. There's individual performances. I highlighted some batters who won the game for us. Previously, I, going back, can we stop for a second? Go back to Lance Lynn. I believe he's one of three pitchers since like t- two thousand to throw sixteen strikeouts and not win a game. Because I believe it was Cliff Lee and then someone else. Who I'm blanking on right now, but that is insane. He did give up three runs. He did give up three runs in all defense, but he was you like, got to score some runs when you guys filthy <laughs> stuff like that. I know. It's like, that's what I'm saying. The team is individually, there's like people that stand up and do well, but the team as a whole has not put a good game together. They haven't gelled together. Um, Yeah, like that's basically how how I feel about it. Boobin, I'm sorry to cut you off, but you know, I'm still new to this whole like producing the podcast for us, but you can keep talking now. I, I, we're, we're ready to go now. I know you've been doing this to us the last couple episodes. The floor is yours. Continue. Please continue. I'm so sorry for not playing this earlier. I apologize. <laughs> no, I, I it was playing in my heart. Um, lots of noise from the media, like a lot of contract that's ending. A lot of people on a one-year contract. Grandal, uh, Elvis Andrews, Ronaldo Lopez, who's a reliever. Uh, like obviously huge rumors that they're getting traded, right? But I, I wonder if there'll be any interest there. But even the ones that are beyond the year, like Team Anderson, Liam Hendricks, uh, Graverman, Giolito, there's like rumors around them too. Um, again, okay, deadline let's, is let's, yeah, like deadline is August first. Um, is what I wanted to say. August first, so like 
we basically have about a month to like clean all this up. But okay, I, what do you what do you want to happen? Do you want? Do you think we should be sellers? Do you think we should? Do you think I, there's hope? Because I believe you guys are like you're very close. You're like four and a half, five and a half games back. It's like teetering in that because I believe Minnesota's under five hundred. Yeah, the whole but, division I think is under five hundred. You're right. Like it's trash. I I hope you guys like find it consistent that. <laughs> Even when they were winning games, I said we should just like tear down to the studs and rebuild. I think that's gotta be the that's gotta be the way. We looked at the farm system a couple of episodes ago. Um, you know, some talent there. Keep some of the people. I'm not like you know if, if like they're working. Like Roberts, like shows up whenever he shows up. He's had he's having an okay year. He's like up and down sometimes, but I think that's that's common when the team around you. It's like you know things like that happen. Um, I, I, I don't blame him, but, um, I think that's what we have to do. Tear down to the seats. Um, you know, like sell the team, Jerry, please sell the team. Um, you know, you were the worst. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> Very emotional over here, but no, it, it's, it's been a rough week or so for the Sox. Um, I, I hope we, we like take lessons from this and sell the team. I'm done with my soapbox now. I get it, bro. I, I feel bad for you all. I don't. Not it one is, bit. That was beautiful to hear. That was music to my ears. You know what? We. That was just... I loved every second of this. Um, like, just, just to bring the audience with us, right? So we are pretty... We are, we are baseball fans here, and we follow this closely. Every year, we have an annual bet um, for the Cubs versus Sox, the record... You know, like the loser takes the winners out on on steak dinners, um, I was and waiting like for this. yeah, yeah. So like we we have that outstanding, um, you know, and we have a bet this year too, same same bet. So we do. Um, we we made it a couple of episodes ago. I thought like we did. We do. But uh, yeah, so like that that's that we we care we care a lot about the teams and uh, we have the same conversation when when you guys are not listening say basically the same conversation it, it's, it's it's surprising that we can get in tangents about our teams like that but i think there there was a mutually agreed upon time where both teams were like on the downward spiral but you guys had a good couple strides upwards when we were going down and then you know miller called it a couple episodes ago cubs cubs just had some help with people coming back from injuries and you know, things started moving, and 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 one thing too, um, I I don't like that they brought up the the rumor about them firing your manager. That just came out of nowhere. Um, I think Miller and I talked about how David Ross might be on the hot seat, and even something like that on a on a senior, well, not senior, but on some, on a coach that's been there for a couple of years. For you guys to have to go through that, and he's only a couple games in or half a season in, like that's kind of fucked up. I think Boopin hit it on the nose when he said what he said at the beginning, like winning solves everything. Yeah. So I think those rumors with David Ross have gone out the window because they've been so successful. The management the has gotten problem, better too. Like game management. Uh, yeah, yeah, you could yeah, yeah, you could say that. But I mean the problem that you run into is your manager doesn't have any experience. Like there was a lot of guys out there that you could have interviewed, such as Bruce Bochy, which is having a killer year that you could have brought in. But you guys decided to go for the Royals assistant coach that was kind of, I mean, he wasn't off the radar, but he was definitely not a lot of 
the the media's number one choice for you. Um, and you brought him in and now things aren't working out. And the excuses that were the last two years focused around your manager and specifically Tony La Russa. And now you're seeing your manager do worse than Tony La Russa, which is fucking awesome. Well, let's stay focused. But um, so it's like, I understand that. And it's just, that's where the questions come up with the manager, which is why I understand why the hot seat is coming into play. I don't think he should be fired that quickly, but at the same token, I think the whole front office should be gone because they have just even Nazi They've Gian was shocked. They've, yeah, they 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 they've brought up stud players. They have they've had a lot of injuries to these players and all that nine yards i'm not gonna sit here and deny that but they just haven't taken the next step and there's a reason for it something's happening whether it's the players whether it's the coaches whether it's the management something is there something needs to change and i i honestly think that your team will not take a next step if they sit here and say we are 11 games under 500, but we also think we, we can win this division. I don't think that's that's the right attitude. I think you need to tear it down to the studs. You can have the St. Louis Cardinals hope, but at the end of the day, the St. Louis Cardinals, back in 2006, they won 83 games, which was the least amount of games ever to win a World Series. So you can hold on to that hope, but that also means that the, the Sox will need to go, I think, about 51 and 35 over the next, the, the rest of the, the remaining games, which maybe it happens, maybe it doesn't, but. I think, I think we are back to the praying corner, Miller. I'm with you. I'll go, <laughs> I'll go back and pray on that, but no. Um, like, it, I, I just, it is, it is, it is time to sell the team. It is time to restart. I know. You can't well, sell the team. Listen. He's not going to sell. Listen, so one thing, to... one thing that will you you guys just need to start selling. Um, if you want to give your manager a chance to start selling the players, get the get some fresh faces into that organization, at least onto AAA or, um, or at least into the MLB side. But I, you never know with baseball. I think baseball is one of those things where even some prospects don't don't work out at the end but there's only so much you can do you can just keep digging yourself a hole and get the china right. at this point <laughs> okay um i think i need a minute to regroup so how about we do this we take a quick break and we'll see you on the other side love it hey guys miller here the nba draft is happening this week Will Victor Wembanyama go number one to the Spurs? Be sure to join us next week as we break down the winners and losers of the NBA draft. The one thing that I do know is that the Chicago Bulls are definitely in the losing category with zero first-round picks. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to hit that like button and write us a beautiful, hopefully, review. Catch me on the other side as we talk to our Blackhawks insider. Welcome back. Welcome back. Today we have the honor of welcoming our first guest to the podcast. 
He is our Blackhawks insider that has spent hours upon hours upon hours getting ready for the NHL draft with the hopes of providing us with some accurate information. We'll see how that goes. How are you doing today, Ben? Doing fantastic. Draft is, what, seven days away? <clears throat> right around the corner. We've, we've waited a long time. We'll see. We got that number one pick. So, this time let's get next down. week. This time next week. This time next week. We don't we'll want to talk to Ben. We'll know a couple we'll not, picks. We will in, not right? want to talk to Ben. We will not want to talk to Ben. <laughs> I, I will be at the draft party live. Not the one in Nashville, unfortunately, because uh, that was too much with the kid. But definitely going to be at the one in Chicago. It's at the Salt Building. I'm, I'm pretty excited. So The newly renovated Salt Building, I believe, right? I'm gonna tear that place apart. It's gonna it's going down in flames after I'm done. Second time in a row. Well first and well, last draft at the salt. <laughs> All right, so let's get down to business. Are we taking Connor Bernard? Is he the, as good as they say that he is? No, I think we're gonna actually yes, absolutely. He is by far one of the best prospects in years. Some have been saying decades, some have been saying since McDavid. He's a little bit different than McDavid, but at the same time, his skill set is beyond anything we've seen in a very long time. So, um, Ben, we need to give you the floor to share your hashtag that you came up with creatively about us drafting Bedard. If you want to, please share with the audience. Are you talking about my chug hard for Bedard? Yeah, so uh, yes. <laughs> I haven't done one in a while, but I've been chugging a beer almost every day for Bedard because I'm so hard for Bedard. Um, but I will give you this a quick little stat update for Bedard in 57 games played. Remember 57, he had 143 points. <laughs> okay. That's nearly three points a game. <laughs> Just, it doesn't happen. That's more than McDavid scored. That's more than Crosby scored. It's pretty much one of the highest score ratios of all times. Now, again, that's in, it's in the Canadian hockey league specifically the WHL, but he is head and shoulders above everybody else, and it's not even close. And he won the, what was it, the Bob Clark Trophy, right? Right, as the leading scorer for the WHL? He won every single award you can win in not only the WHL, but the, the under-20s, the CHL in general. So that combines all the four major Canadian hockey leagues. He won it all. Player of the Year, top draft uh, prospect award, top score award, first team all star. He was the captain of the team for the U <laughs> for the U twenties World Juniors, and he had twenty four points in seven games. This kid is insane, and that's the best talent in the world for the U twenties. I love that he shows up in the finals too. That means he's got that X factor, you know. It, it, and he's he's the team first guy. He's not. I want all the awards for me. I want to win for the team. That's. That's Bedard, and, and that's what you get with him. I'm getting tingly with excitement. That's very true. Yeah, me too. Okay, so if Bedard is the first pick, which if he's not, we might not have the salt shed anymore. He might be gone. He may, <laughs> may light it on fire. <laughs> what are we going to do with our 19th pick? Because we have two first-rounders here, first, first overall and 19. Where do you think we go there? I can promise you this draft will be 
hundred times crazier than the NFL draft was this year. And everybody knew all the trades and all the movement that went on this year. The NHL draft is going to be a hundred times crazier than that. This year is so deep that anywhere from Craig Bunton to, to eliteprospects.com, all these different websites that do all the different rankings have guys. Some will rank them at four. The next guy will have them ranked 40. And every mock draft has everybody mixing up who goes where. It's it's never been this undecided before. And the fact of the matter is there are five teams that have four or more picks in the first te- uh, two rounds. And we have, like there are two teams that only have three picks total in this draft. So it's, it's pretty crazy. I've never seen anything like it. And uh, I, I couldn't even tell you who I think I've got a top 15 list that I think will draft at 19, but you know, I don't think we have time for all those guys. That's true. Yeah. I I was, I was looking at our picks this year and I was kind of blown away because I think we have 10 over 10 picks overall. And I think we have eight in the first three rounds. So we definitely have, we have some ability to get some good talent out of this draft. The crazy thing is, is there's, uh, Nashville has the most with 13 picks this year, two teams at 12, Arizona and San Jose, and then two more teams at 11. So the, there's a lot of teams that are draft heavy this year, um, which you don't often see because if a, if a class isn't, you know, that deep, why have so many picks? <clears throat> and I think the reason this is going to be so complicated is because it's, 40 to 60 guys deep depending on what draft boards you're looking at no one's wanting to make moves everybody wants all their picks except the guys who don't have the picks they want picks but nobody wants to give anything up the power that the blackhawks hold this year is they have the most cap space in the nhl at about 37 million available currently now that's before a full roster we only have I think 16, nope, 17 total players on the roster currently. So we still have a little bit uh, of, of players we have to sign to get to minimum roster as well as minimum cap. But we're the team that teams are going to be like, hey, take this crappy contract and we'll either give you a prospect or another high pick. I love it. Can't wait to see what we do next week. Uh, the future seems bright. Uh, kind of want to transition to the present, though. Um, you know, we have touched briefly on our promising young talent. Uh, could you give us a good like summary of our team strengths, weaknesses? You know, what do you think we'll do next year? Um, is it two years or three years? I don't know how long the you know development cycle is in NHL, but like, what do you expect us from next All right, week? We'll, next we'll, year, st- next year? we'll start with the first set of, of that question. Uh, our team strength is nothing, but we have absolutely. <laughs> No current NHL. Cheers to that. Cheers. That, uh, you know, that's worth worth writing home about. Like More I positivity said, coming out. We have 17 total signed players. <clears throat> Probably our best quote unquote player would be Seth Jones. He's very polarizing. I personally hate him, uh, but a lot of people love him. He's he's making 10 million a year or 9.5 or something like that uh, for the next eight years. Um, he's 28 years old already this year, but he is technically our best player. Um, we just re-signed Andreas Athanasiu, who's a really, really, really fast forward, probably top five in the league. The biggest issue with him is he can't finish. Uh, so 
likely what will happen was he will be on the top line with Lucas Reichel, who is our, our current next uh, prospect to come up that everybody's excited about. So Lucas Reichel centered by Connor Bedard and the other wing will play uh, Athanasiu. So that, that will most likely be our top line right there. So Ben, with that being said, do you feel like this draft is going to be around Bedard or is it still going to be what like the coaches and what they're looking to do? 100% around Bedard. So remember last year, we also had 11 picks. Three of them were in the first round two of them were in the second round and I think another two or three in the third round. We have an enormous amount of talent in college, in the CHL, OHL, WHL, QMHL, you know, the development leagues that is, is not yet ready to come up. I don't think a lot of those guys are going to come up next year, minimum two years for most of those guys. For example, Frank Nazar, one of our best forward prospects is still at Michigan. So at the end of the Michigan season, we can then bring him up to the roster if he decides to sign with us, but we haven't technically signed him yet. So I think what happens in this draft is we get the pieces. We don't think we have filled in the stable all around Bedard. I love that. I love that. It'll be interesting to see what they do. I'm who knows. They could always trade down. They could trade up. Who knows? So we'll see with that being said though, do we, do you you said you had a couple names? Is is there a couple names that you would want to see them draft um, with the additional picks that would be working around Bedard? Oh yeah, I've got I've got quite a list of guys. Let's that just I keep it to three. <laughs> right. Well, so here instead of instead of providing you just with a bunch of names, I'll give you a type of player that I want, and That's then fair. a few names that fit that. Now, as I told you, there was you know, 15 to 20 guys that have been projected to go anywhere from four to 25. So they're up and down, they're here and there. But the the two things I think we need the most is a power forward winger and a power forward center. We have Bedard, who's not a power forward. We need a, a winger like Reichel, who's a skill guy. So we have Athanasiu is a speed guy. We have, we don't have net front presence. We don't have anything to protect Bedard if he gets kind of pushed. Shout out to Bufflin. Yeah, Bufflin, my man. But a couple of the names I would say that that really would fit um, my personal style, but I think that power forward forward style that have been anywhere, like I said, top 10 to top 30, uh, I would say would be Daniil Boot, uh, Edward Chalet, Quentin Musty, Samuel Hanzek, Matthew Wood, or Colby Barlow even. And, and we're talking like all these guys could go in the top 10. So, you know, there's, there's just so much variability in, in, in the rankings and where these guys are going to go. But all those power forwards, I think, really would fit what the Blackhawks need right now. Quick shout out. I heard you throw a lot of offense out there. Haven't heard much about goaltending or defense. Like um, anything we have in our farm system, anything we have on our draft board that you like or you think we should draft? Yeah, I'm actually super, super excited for both our defensive prospects that we already have, as well as our goaltending prospects that we already have. Uh, number one, Arvid Soderblom is our goaltender. That's our goalie number two. You saw him a little bit last year. He had some flashes of brilliance and then some games that weren't so great, but he's still pretty young. He can still, I think he can still be an NHL goalie, whether he's a number one or not. 
you know, we'll have to see in the next couple of years. But the two guys I'm most excited about in the farm system right now, we got Drew Camesio, uh, who's a, a U.S. goalie on the U.S. Um, HL teams. He's phenomenal. I, I think he's going to be at least a 1B, if not a 1A in the league. And then Jackson Stauber is another is another good goalie name. As far as defense, uh, I mean – we have 16, 17 defensemen in the farm system right now, all within a year or two of coming to the NHL. Uh, Wyatt Kaiser, Nolan Allen, Kevin Korchinski, who we picked number seven overall last year. Uh, you know, Alex Regula, Alex Vlasic, those guys will probably be up this year. Ian Mitchell's been, been developing in college. But we've got so many guys. Uh, I, I can't say enough about the, about the potential that these guys have. I love it. I love it. I'm happy to hear positive things coming from the, the Blackhawks. So obviously the draft is going to be huge. Hopefully we get Connor. We probably will. But what should a normal fan's expectation be for the Blackhawks coming into the season? Obviously we've had some rough seasons here. Obviously we don't have Taser and Kane anymore. So things are changing. What are our expectations right now? Yeah, so I think the biggest thing to remember for next season is most of the pieces we draft here won't be there. So other than Bedard, most likely no one's going to be there. Now, we could get lucky, and a couple of the guys that are considered NHL-ready out of this draft could be falling to us as teams are trying to build for the future and want some more development time. But I would say expect about 20 to 25th in the league this year. I, I don't think we're going to be as bad as we were last year. And I don't certainly think we're going to try to tank because when you get Bedard up here, you want to try to win with him. We just don't have the pieces to do that. The goaltending specifically is going to be pretty shitty. Uh, Peter Morazic, <laughs> God bless him. He's, you know, and then uh, the defense, you know, got Seth Jones, who, as you know, I'm not a fan of Connor Murphy's, you know, I, I don't know what's wrong with him. You know, and then beyond that, it's just a bunch of crap, except for the prospects that we got trying to come up. So I, I would say expect a lot of high scoring games, both from us and against us. Uh, but but about that 2025 range, I think, would be a fair assessment for this team's progression. So you're saying we should take the overs. Me and Boopin, we make some money on the hockey season. The overs on what's the over, though? I meant the over unders for each game. Come on. Oh, Which yeah, 100%, 100% over every game. I, I feel now, like now the Hawks might. Yeah, they played some good games. Like, a lot of people were down on the Hawks, but they were more competitive than they were, like, you know, bottom of the barrel. Like They weren't getting shut out every game, and I'll, t- and I'll tell you that. And, and well, a lot of the pieces that were involved in that got moved, though, right? So you, no more Patrick Kane, no more John Taves, no more Max Domi. Mm-hmm. You know, so a lot of our better scores, like, for example, Athanasiu, who I mentioned, Mm-hmm. Ended our season as the leading scorer with 40 points, wow. and he played Woo! all year. <laughs> so, so I'll just say, uh, I'll just say the scoring will come uh, less frequently unless we get some some new players up. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. That's for sure. So obviously, 2023 2024 season, we're in for a little bit more misery. Hopefully, Bedard will give us a show. Hopefully we can get some enjoyment out of there. When are we going to get back to the heyday? Obviously we got pretty lucky back in 2010, 2013, 2015, three cups, five years, great time, lots of fun in Chicago. That's for damn sure. Stogies. Lots of great memories. Stogies. Lots of great memories. 
So when are we gonna? When do we envision playoff relevancy? Yeah, and we'll okay. hold you to it. Okay, whatever you say is right. binding. Oh yeah. Binding. So keep keep in keep in mind. Last year we had three guys in the first round who we expect to come up within the next one to two years. We have Bedard coming up next year for sure, and we might have a second guy coming up this year, more, but more likely next year. Next year, we have two more first-rounders, and the year following, we have two more first-rounders. Next year's draft class, while obviously still early, is not projected to be very deep. So one of the things I think we can do is try to move some of our capital either in this draft to get some already developed prospects or next year's draft more likely to get guys that are like 19, 20, ready to take that NHL jump. And if we can do that, you know, you're looking at two years of getting to figure it out as, as now being pros. And I think at the end of that second year, if you're pushing wild card, you're pushing contention there. I think that would be probably where we're at. As far as actual Stanley Cup contending, probably three to five is more a more realistic range, probably closer to the end of that. Remember, we still have to get a goaltender, um, whether it's through our development or we, you know, get one on trade or uh, free agency. So if the offense is there, if the defense has stepped up and we can get a goaltender, I'm thinking that three to five range is realistic a regular playoff team. Um, question for you though, Ben, do you think the coaching staff is able to develop this, the team that we have in into the future? Well, last year was the first year under Richardson and obviously that was a tough year, but you got to remember he lost pretty much every talented player he had uh, as the season went, whether it was through injury with Taves, whether it was through trading away Kane and Max Domi and all those guys. Like again, Anthony CU with 40 points was your quote unquote best player. So I don't know. It remains to be seen. Uh, a lot of positive things I hear about Luke Richardson, but again, one year tough to judge. He didn't really have that many young guys other than Philip Kurashev, who I've been really down on, but at the end of the year, he started to pick his game back up. So if we re-sign Kurashev, get him back in his motor running, maybe he plays on the line with Reichel and, and Bedard. Uh, you know what? Maybe. That's what next year and the following year really will be. Is the talent there? Is the coaching there? Is the system there? And that's, like I said, if we're, if we're pushing uh, wild card at the end of that, you know, that's where that's where we want to be in two years. Yeah, because I'm noticing even with the couple of the coaching changes, you, you can kind of tell like what teams just need a coach to win the to try to win in the playoffs. But then you also have some moves where it's like, OK, it's kind of like a younger crowd. So I don't know if the Hawks will ever do that kind of move where it's like, hey, we'll let you develop. And then we might bring in a new guy in two to three years to get over that hump. I, I don't I don't see that happening. Um from everything that the GM has said, uh, he, I don't see that, ha especially not in the next two or three years. It, there's just not enough time to say you didn't do well enough. You know what I mean? So I, I don't see that unless, you know, we're back to square one in, in three to five years from now. Yeah, it looks like he has some experience, too. I mean, he went to the finals with the, the Canadians as an assistant. So <laughs> he's definitely not some bum off the street. So that's good to... That's right, a good and, you, and you also got to remember that Davidson's a brand new GM too, so yeah. he doesn't have the 
the instinct yet to say, all right, this guy just isn't it. So I, I, I just don't see any changes being made in the next couple of years unless we're bottom of the barrel for three, four, five straight years. Awesome. Thank you, Ben. I think we're all, we can all easily say we're better off with all this draft knowledge. Um, you know, before we get off the traffic with Hawks, really wanted to highlight this. On the screen, I can see four different Hawks jerseys represented. This warms my heart. Um, but, uh, you know, we all know you're a White, White Sox fan as well. You know, sorry to bring you down, but... Um, Why yeah. did you have to wipe the smile from my face? <laughs> so, sorry, I, I need some He's gotta company. He's got to bring you back down to earth. I need some company in misery, you know, as goes the episode. But uh, tough, <laughs> tough week or so. Uh, what's your outlook there before we sign off? Uh, I had... And no... that's all the time we had. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had the piano no uh... plays in the background. <laughs> I didn't think that there would be a, ch- <laughs> there'd be a chance that we would sell, and I, I think it would be an absolutely goddamn mistake if we don't get rid of all the talent we have right now. It's it's absolutely pathetic. The front office is the worst front office in the history of baseball. That guy sucks. <laughs> he has not. Made wow. It in. He has not I will sell the team. Oh, this guy. God. Nope, I don't know nope. if I can. I don't know He's if we can publish that team. part. I don't know if we can publish he, uh, that part. But. He just has no clue on how to manage an organization to win. <laughs> wow. He doesn't want to spend the money. Unbearable. Well, it's not is, even this, just the money. It's this no, is the part. Money. He can't this is hire the part a coach. that goes on he social media, right? Yeah. He, he can't hire a coach. He can't hire a training staff. He can't hire a GM that can make good Wait decisions. Wait a minute. You're telling me Tony LaRusa is not the guy? If if his DUI before the season didn't even started wasn't good enough for you to say like oh well I think we made a mistake is there anybody else? But I mean you guys haven't even signed a player for over a hundred million dollars like he doesn't spend close. the money. We got close. Who? Congratulations. Ben Attendee got, got like ninety five, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, he got he got up there, but I don't think he was over. 100. Yeah, it wasn't I think over. You're like one of a very few teams that haven't. Right. He doesn't he doesn't spend. But to your point, I mean, Rick Hahn, it's not like he's leading you in the right direction and getting these big guys. Our farm system is absolutely decimated. All well, the that's guys because they're all in the majors. Well, in the yes, last year, yes. Majority. Yeah, you so, guys brought a lot of guys up over the last two or three years. Yeah, but then we got rid of them. Or they got injured and they can't play anymore. Like you guys have Madrigal. You guys have uh, what was our our, our You guys got Craig Kimball. Oh Craig god, Kimble. don't get me. That guy's that guy's. Well, I think <laughs> he's actually. I think he's actually starting to pick it back up for who do you go to now? Like, yeah, I saw him pitch the other day. I saw yeah, him he, close. I th- the Phillies maybe or something. He he looks a lot better, but he he was absolute trash. Mm. Uh, but. You know, then we gave away Dane Dunning, who was another one of our pitching prospects, because we expected Cease, we expected Kopech, and we expected Giolito to be our top three. And we brought in Lynn, and we brought in Keuchel. Keuchel, obviously, his arm died. And then we brought in, you know, Cueto last year, and he was our best, second best pitcher. So, oh, I mean... A guy that's nearly 40 can't be your second best pitcher on a team that's 500 baseball. So it's it's time. The guys can't stay healthy. There's nobody in the pipeline that's going to turn this team around. Tim Anderson, 
I was a Tim defender for years and years and years until this year. His defense is literally ruining games. It's It's been multiple times. It's not even close. It's pathetic. You can't even talk about his leadership anymore because he just doesn't have any. He's downtrodden. He's, he must be going through some off off the field stuff because this guy's head is just not in the game. Yep. Yeah. He needs to get. He needs to be gone. You need to get rid of him just for the, the team. Like he needs a new place. A you new know. Start. And, and Zach Remillard looks hot. Like Romy Gonzalez before he got hurt looked hot. But that's my point. Is is every time we bring up a prospect that looks any so, somewhat decent, they're hurt. And it's the same kind of injuries. And that's why I've said it all along. Something's got to be going on with the training staff. Something. Even if you just hired a new one, fire them all again because it's clearly not working. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm just so over You this guys team. just got a new one, I think, in 21. All right. So. All right. On that super positive note. Wait, Boobin, I thought you brought Ben here to bring in the positivity. I don't think I heard one positive outlook out of this thing. Uh, have you seen the White Sox? We might get some trade capital for Dylan Cease. That's about the only positive. You're not training Dylan Cease. Have Come to. On, he's bro. our only. He's our only valuable hey, piece right now. Th- this this is a whole segment we did on the White Sox already. Okay, people people already know they're up to speed. All right, we don't need to rehash. <laughs> but thank thank you for joining us today. We hope we brought you some positive in the distant future. While we gave you some not so positive news in the near term. We are a young podcast, so any feedback is appreciated. We want to also thank Ben for coming into our podcast and also helping us out here with the uh, Blackhawks. Thank you for taking over the host duties, Chris. Yeah, no, it was great having you, Ben. We hope, uh, you know, I I know next week you'll be pretty lit up. But, uh, you know, maybe, maybe we can bring you back on and we can talk over how the team's doing and things like that in the near future. But... Um, anything else you got to say before we sign off? What do you guys think about the new uh, goal song discussion that's happening? That's news to me. I haven't heard of this either. They're yeah. they're considering changing it up from Chelsea Dagger, new regime, new players. Ooh, you got to do it, right? You got to do it. You I think you have to. What is it? Keep lighting there's up, up, up. There's there's up, there's up, no up. one left from that organization, whether it's in the front office or on the playing staff anymore, or, you know, players anymore. So maybe Bedard comes in here, gets hold of the team as captain. They kind of have their moment and pick a new song and gotta, go with it. I think you got to get a new song. Yeah. Did we just pick the Chelsea Dagger recently? I thought it's, it's I mean, thing. Chelsea Dagger no, was, was 2008, like wasn't it? No. Yeah, 2008 maybe, 09, something like that. Yeah. Okay, so my entire fandom. Okay, got it. <laughs> for, for most people, actually, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Awesome. Thanks, Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, looks like some positivity on the horizon for the Blackhawks, at least. Uh, but, yeah, we'll keep talking Chicago sports. We'll keep suffering in our misery together. Uh, on that positive note, boys, it's goodbye. Have a great week.